Welcome back, everybody. This is the Blackwash Podcast. I'm your favorite host, Larry Sampson, with my co-host, Destiny Johnson. First of all, I want to say congratulations to my Golden Knights. We did it. I'm finally happy that, you know, Nevada has a team that we can get behind along with our Las Vegas Aces who are doing really, really good things. As a lifelong Cowboy fan, I haven't always had the ability to cheer for champions. I mean, I have rooting for Kevin Durant, but I certainly appreciate the love my city is going through. Before I go through what's on my mind, Destiny, what's on your mind today? What's been going on? So there is this new law that has been passed in Texas. And I know what everybody's thinking. Like, oh my God, what kind of BS is this going to be? But I'm actually on board with this one. So this new law is basically a penalty for anyone that is convicted of a DUI and at the same time, like murder someone, basically commits um, vehicular manslaughter while in the act. They are going to be liable for that person's children. Say they have children and they're taking care of someone, they now have to start paying monthly child support payments to the deceased person's children to basically take care of them. And I don't see how this could be a bad thing in anyone's mind. Like if you make the conscious decision to get behind the vehicle after drinking and you kill someone, you are responsible for whatever happens. And if that is their kids, like you should be taking care of them. What do you think, Larry? I think, and I think it does sound good in theory. Uh, my natural inclination is to lean towards, oh, hell yeah. I mean, you get what you, you know, deserve when you do that. But I think part of it, right, is like, they're going to be sentenced to a prison term more oftentimes than not. And then they're going to serve that prison term. And I think eventually what's going to happen be happen is it's going to disproportionately affect poor people who decide to drink and drive. Because then let's say, let's say I'm person, I drink and drive. Um, I kill somebody, their kids for, uh, um, I'm, I'm, I have to support their kids. Well, the first thing I have to do is go to prison. I'm not generating any income in prison with the exception of something that's very nominal. You know, some people make license plates, do all types of things where you're getting pennies a day, right? So I'm not making money then. Then I get out, right? It's difficult for me to find a job. It's difficult for me to do so many things. So I think a unintended consequence of this is could it be the recidivism for crime. And what I mean by that is, you're already behind the eight ball because you haven't been working for so long. Then you're getting out trying to find a job. And then on top of whatever, you know, debts and responsibilities you had previous to the accident, now you have this child support and it's increasingly becoming more debt that you accumulate. And if you don't have the necessary skills to go get a job, I mean, like I said, if you're a CEO of a fortune 500 company, you're coming back from an office party, you drink too much and you kill somebody, then it maybe doesn't affect you that as much if you're able to find a job once you get out or if you have savings. But if you're uh, a college student or you're this, you know, somebody of average to below average means, it's going to it's going to increase the likelihood that now you have to go and do something 
on the verge of criminality to be able to keep your head above water when you've already essentially been put behind the eight ball financially by your imprisonment. And like I said, I'm big for self-accountability, especially for people who've gotten multiple DUIs and who, for whatever reason, haven't seemed to learn their lesson the first time. I'm all for having something in place, but I, I think it's very important for our listeners to understand that a lot of what um, these politicians do is political theater. It's something that looks good. It, it gets their base riled up. It's like, yeah, self-accountability. Yeah, all right. But like I said, you got to look at the underlines of these things. And like I said, it's going to adversely and disproportionately affect the poor who, like I said, once they get out of prison, aren't going to be able to. It's just another thing that they can't afford. You make a really good point with that. But like, also, I mean, there's other benefits that come along with like not being indebted for for like child support or whatever payments that you're responsible for. So say you, I'm just saying like to do to do something that significant to take a life while drinking. And especially if it's not like a first time offense, like a lot of people, um, will have a DUI and then get another DUI and then kill someone. Clearly like the fines didn't make a difference. The jail time didn't make a difference and nothing is getting to you. And what does hurt people is hitting them in their pockets. So even if you are saying like some people are poor, then maybe you don't get other benefits. Like maybe you shouldn't be able to have a passport and go as you please until like you can get the means to satisfy these fines pay these people i don't know i'm st i'm still i'm still in favor of it well you know as you know the the um you know the the, the right to travel especially interstate is certainly a a huge um right it's a fundamental right actually so it's you know they're, they're saying like internationally i said a passport Okay, yeah, yeah. But, you know, most of these people who can't afford things aren't going to be traveling to the Bahamas. You can barely afford shit as it is. But what I, but what I will say is I, I certainly agree with, with it in theory, right? But, like, we, we have to – and we got to kind of take our lawyer hats off a little bit. Well, your lawyer hat. I'm not a lawyer. I'm a bum. But, like, we have to kind of put – <laughs> We have to put things in its proper perspective in that, right? The amount of people who have DUIs is not necessarily proportional to the amount of people who drive drunk. And we keep that in mind. And what I mean by that, right, is so many people drive drunk weekly. I remember in college, it was a weekly event that people would go to. They would they would do things. And I'd be like, who's your designated driver? Me? Not even Uber, me. And so they'd be drunk though. Huh? Would they be drunk? Yeah, they'd be off their ass. And I'd be like, bro, let me take you home and stuff like that. No, I'm just up the street, yada, yada, yada. And so I think I think we we gotta be really conscientious, like I said, of those unintended consequences and how they will adversely and disproportionately affect the poor. And I wouldn't even I wouldn't even be surprised to foresee some type of things where people with really good attorneys get that part, get to it where they don't have to. Like there's some type of loophole that the rich eventually are able to take care of, like take advantage of and the poor people don't. So that's just my thing on that. But actually, I think that was a very good um, thing to be on your mind. I have, I have something less in 
I wouldn't say less important, but more realistic. And this is this is what I wanted to talk about today, kind of in keeping with the topic. I realized that I kind of live in a bubble. And this is what I mean by I live in a bubble. And 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 people, you hear this all the time when people say we live in a bubble, especially in the Trump context. But this is how I realized that I was living in a bubble. Like I said, as I started it off, the Golden Knights have won the championship. I was super stoked. And by honest, Destin, you know this, I love sports. Never gave a fuck about hockey until the Golden Knights came here. And even then, I didn't really start caring until I started going to the games, right? And we won the championship. And the entire playoffs, I was watching all these games. I was rooting hard. I was really energetic. I was talking with my employees and co- I mean my coworkers and and people on the street about the Golden Knights. And in my reality, I'm thinking, well shit, hockey must be bigger than it's ever been cuz I hear black people talking about it. I hear all types of people who've never even watched hockey before talking about hockey. And this is how I realized I was living in a bubble. Well, after the playoffs were done, the TV ratings came out. It was one of the lowest watched like championships and playoffs ever. Here, here I'm thinking, wow, more popular than it's ever been. You know, everybody and their moms is watching hockey. Black people in the barbershop are talking hockey. It must be the biggest thing going. But what I did is I made the mistake and i ascribe to the fallacy that because hockey's been more important to me than it's ever been that i can extrapolate that and especially with a local team right i'm extrapolating that and i'm thinking well all across the country it's bigger than it's ever been when that's not really the case and the reason why i say that is so important because i feel like so many people do that with politics I remember when Trump was running, so many of my ultra-liberal friends were like, oh, Trump has no chance of winning. Trump has no chance of winning. Nobody I know is voting for Trump. Nobody I know. And I'm just like thinking to myself, nobody you know, nobody in your friend group, but there's somebody out there who nobody in their friend group is voting for anybody but Trump. They all love Trump. And I think we've become so isolated as people and we've become so insulated that we just hear our own thoughts, so to speak. We think our own thoughts and then we talk with like-minded individuals to where we think that there's a consensus on the way that we think. And then when we have discussions with somebody else who disagrees, we think that they're just this complete outlier that's not even close to being a reality. And we're like, where did you come from, Mars? How do you not think what I think? And the reason why I say this is salient today and how we're going to get on today's topic is because, as many of you know, Trump just got indicted on something else. And I remember telling my friend when I found this out, this won't make a difference whatsoever. If you were a person who was a Trump supporter, it's just going to be another attack on his quote-unquote good name. It's a witch hunt. It's the deep state. It's the matrix, if you will, for your Andrew Tate um, subscribers. And if you dislike Trump, 
It's just more of an affirmation of things you already thought. Where here's this person who thinks they're above the law and who just does whatever the fuck he wants and thinks that he can act with absolute impunity. So yeah. so it's one and the same. So like I said, I highlighted it, but Destiny, go more into details about what exactly is transpiring with Trump and, and kind of give me your take on what I just said. Yeah, so I guess it's definitely all about perspective, as everything is. But um, I know a couple of weeks ago we were talking about another Trump indictment. I just want to make that clear that these are two different ones. So the first one we were talking about was um, in New York City, the um, falsifying business records and um, basically the, the hush money with um, campaign funds. So this now is... Um, basically stems from the um, classified documents. So in Florida, he was, he pled not guilty this week to 37 charges for classified or mishandling classified documents. So this, this actually this whole situation is really interesting to me because I feel like we're not, I feel like we don't hear from the Trump supporters like we used to. Because he still has like his way of putting things out there and like, you know, basically that like- we don't hear from them in our circles or they're not out there? No, I mean like it's not to the storm, your, storm the Capitol type level. So there weren't even tons of protesters when he arrived um, at the courthouse. And it's just like, I don't know, like if- Cause you know, Trump has a way of rallying people up. Like they're out to get all of us. Like we're all gonna be accused of like these nonsense crime. Like my, um, like Biden's just scared. I'm his biggest competitor. So he's having these people go after me. He's having the FBI after me, all this stuff. Like this is a threat to democracy, like all this stuff. And I feel like people are just not buying into it anymore. And they're just like, yeah, nobody. They're they're not doing that to us. They're doing that to you. <laughs> to be honest, I gotta stop. Time out. And I'm glad you said that. I disagree. And what I mean by I disagree is like I said, kind of in the, the prelude to the discussion, I think a lot of people within those circles are as big of a supporter as they've ever been. Here's where I think the difference lies, right? I think the different lies in conservative um, news media, and this is what I mean, right? They have to toe the line, so to speak. And this is what I mean by that, right? On one hand, they have to say pro-Trump things, right? Because they will lose a significant part of their base if they start coming out too hard being negative on Donald Trump, right? Because so many people on the right fucking love Donald Trump that if they came out and said Donald Trump's a fucking bum, he's a liar, he's a thief, he's a criminal, their ratings would go down. But on another hand, they don't want Trump. They want Trump, but they don't want Trump, right? They want Trump because their ratings are higher than they'll ever be, you know, and he says all these inflammatory things and there will never be a slow news week with Trump, right? That's what they like. But for the people who went into journalism on the right because they love conservative principles and values, they don't particularly care for Trump. They want DeSantis to take the throne. They want some of the more, you know, traditional 
fall in line kind of Republicans to assume the throne. They just want that person to, you know, bring entertainment like Trump brought entertainment. But they don't particularly want Trump because they're they're not necessarily sure how viable of a candidate Donald Trump is at this point. Because you lost to Biden the first time, and God forbid if the, the fucking Democrats wised up and ran another, like, Democrat, like, that was young, vibrant, and fresh, Trump would lose in the landslide. If the Democrats told Joe, like, hey, Joe, speak about your record, be happy about your record, speak confidently about your record, and then say, you know what? I'm getting kind of old. I want to go play with my grandkids in the pasture or whatever it is that retired people do. I don't want to do this anymore. I, it's been my life's honor to serve you guys. I think so-and-so will do a great job replacing me. Somebody like a Cory Booker, somebody young, vibrant, you know, I, I named the black guy, you know, sorry, but like, Somebody young and vibrant, right? If he was to go and back that person and that person were to run against a Trump, he would win in a landslide. It wouldn't even be close. So that's why the Fox News people are in this weird position where it's like, we can't badmouth Trump, but also he can't go and be our nominee again if the off chance the Democrats get their head out their ass and run somebody who can energize the base. Mm-hmm. So I like so for for the people so like so, so so to your point of you feel like oh people ain't really rocking with Trump like they were before I don't think people are necessarily storming the Capitol kind of to your point but I think a lot of that is less to do with how much they're supporting Trump and more to to do with Fox getting one all these lawsuits that they're paying out fucking tons of money so they're kind of taming down the rhetoric a bit and also them being more in favor of a, a DeSantis than a Trump I think that has more to do with that than people saying oh we're starting not to believe Trump because I think the people who believe Trump before still believe him now I just feel like just even with all the sentencing of like the people who did storm the Capitol I just feel like people are just like you know what I'm not listening to this guy like he's putting out this rhetoric trying to get us all stirred up and like I'm not buying into it and I feel like I mean yeah there's definitely some very like very committed Trump supporters that are still out there but I just don't feel like they're to that point anymore and I don't even really like hear like tons of stuff about like this is a witch hunt like yeah I'm still looking at like the comments and things like that and of course you do have people saying all these things but I mean there are some really strong allegations out there like yeah he was bragging about having these documents but yeah in the same and in another context like Joe Biden was also um found guilty of hap not found guilty but like um found with having some classified documents taken out of the white house so i mean i just think that this is all very very um interesting at the timing of everything especially as this comes right after the new york case and especially since they're also in the talks of um like holding him responsible for some things that took place in georgia and saying how and what happened with the election and how they were miscounting votes and things like that. So I, I think that this is, this is crazy. And I think it's going to be even crazier 
And it's going to look wild for our country if he is in fact president again. And it's just like, I don't know. Like, is this like, I don't know. What well, is the motive? So What's here's, the motive? Here's, here's what I will say, right? I think it's very telling where you're like, hey, so I'm looking in the comments. The comments don't really be aren't really seeming to change but it's all this other stuff right and i think that kind of speaks to what i was saying earlier is the news media outlets especially fox news which is the primary source of conservative news right because they had to deal with the lawsuits with the um with the voting machines that they you know you know the lies that they perpetuated behind that like oh my god george soros and all this other nonsense are manipulating these machines right they got sued and had to settle for like millions and millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars so they're not really fanning the flames like they used to and so that kind of may lead to the impression of okay you know, the support has died down or the level of fervor has died down. But I think it's telling that when you look into your, the comment section, like you said, that you're still seeing some of that same energy as before. And don't get me wrong. I'm convinced some of the comments may be trolls. Some of it might be bots. It could be a whole host of things. But I do think what the comments are a, a decent indicator of is that the overall opinion might not have changed. And let's say, right, that the level of energy, to your point, let's say that did tie down, right? That doesn't mean it's changed anybody's mind as far as whether or not they believe he's guilty or innocent. And to those who potentially think that he is guilty, that doesn't change their mind necessarily to say what that means or what the ramifications of that alleged guilt might be and so that's what i think is telling and like i said kind of in that introduction all my friends who've always said trump is a criminal he's a low life yada yada they're even more saying like look at him he's back up to his old tricks but to the people that i know who have always liked trump again they're just saying like it's business as usual. Look at Joe Biden. Look at the way that they're treating Joe Biden differently. Now, mind you, those people failed to mention the fact that when Joe Biden was under investigation, he handed over and cooperated with the investigation where as main Trump... Difference. Which is the main key difference that I need people to understand. He did not hold them out for a year and make them go and get... <laughs> freaking search warrants and have to go through Mar-a-Lago and discover all this stuff. Like, yeah. that's what I think that people need to, like, pay attention to. It's always the manner. And, like, even if you are, can even if you are facing criminal charges and, like, say you take the plea deal, your, your, your punishment is going to be a little bit more lenient because you were cooperative. So I think that, like, just the country as a whole, like, yes, they're kind of similar, but they're different situation exactly and so and like that's what i'm saying to that point though right that's a very nuanced position right and for those who want to just reaffirm what they already believe they're not going to get into the weeds of the nuance they're not going to say well here's a significant difference in these two cases 
they're going to just use the two cases as affirmations of what they've already thought, which is, well, look at this. They both did the same thing, and one person's getting indicted, and the other person is serving as president. There's the deep state at work. There's the 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 leftist media run amok. There's you know all these other things besides. Oh well, these are kind of different situations because the two parties handled themselves in a different manner. And so, and like even people will bring up Hillary. When you know Comey, right? When he when they started the investigation, the the right loved Comey, right? And then at the end, where he was like, no reasonable prosecutor prosecutor would bring charges against Hillary Clinton with the evidence they had. He said those words explicitly. When he goes and says that, then they're like, oh well, he's part of the leftist media too because he didn't ultimately come to the decision that we wanted him to come to. And so now when it's the Trump thing, they bring Hillary back into it. And it's like, well, why didn't they do Hillary in the emails and yada, 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 without without explaining the nuance that a, a person who's a lifelong Republican went through the entire investigative process and said no reasonable prosecutor would bring a case with what they've gathered so far and that's like i said it's the news is not spread like the news is not made right the headlines aren't made in the nuance because the nuance and the minutia that shit's too much it's too complex in a lot of circumstances and it does like i said it doesn't affirm people's natural inclinations to begin with right so it's like why go into the weeds when you can just look at it from a bird's eye view and just say, yeah, let me frame this the way I wanted to frame it so I could tell everybody I've been right all along and, you know, they've been wrong, you know? So, like I said, that's that's one of the things that, and it's crazy that sometimes sports imitates life, that the way everything's going down in the political atmosphere I'm less and less shocked by it just because of my recent experience in a sports context that had almost nothing to do with, you know, the political context that we're, we're evaluating now. Okay, I see you over there tying that into this. Okay, pastor over here with the message. <laughs> but yeah, I- have, have, you, have you ever, like, have you ever found yourself thinking that you had an opinion that was in the majority of opinions and then just went to talk to people and realized that wasn't the case. I mean, I used at one point I used to think that it was common knowledge that people thought we still had work to do in race relations and racism was still a thing. And then the Trump election happened and then I went to college and then I got more conservative friends. And then I realized, oh no, there's a bunch of people who think racism is over and yada, yada, yada. So has there ever been something that you've thought personally, like, hey, I think this and almost everybody thinks this. And then you've come to realize down the road, like, oh, I was just kind of living in that bubble. And I and I really didn't realize how many differing opinions that were out there. Yeah. To the exact same point that you just made. That is a definite big one. Um, we got hit in the face with that, did we? 
for for those those of you who've listened for a while, you know Dash and I have discussed. We went to private school. We we met a lot of friends throughout the years. We thought they were one way, and then the Trump election happened, and then they started making these posts. And you'd be like, you. Wow, like I didn't know at nighttime you put on a white pointed hat. (laughs) Exactly. You're like, I never knew that, you know? It's like, ooh, you're you're a different person. I thought everybody just thought the way I did. And now now here's these people, and it's crazy is because when that whole election happened, you had so many people. One of the main thing that people on the right were saying when they were interviewed is like he says what everybody's thinking. And it's the fact that they're under the impression that everybody is thinking that. Is nuts. And and they think everybody's thinking it. And the breakdown is there's some people who think it and say it. And then there's some people who think it and keep it to themselves. But everybody is actually thinking it. It's all like freaking nuts. Everybody is out of their mind. I just need people to know that. It's actually crazy. But we're going to be following this. And I'm so sorry. You guys know we love politics. And I'm sorry that we have to talk about Trump all the time. But he is politics at this point. Um, But that's all we got for y'all today. Thank y'all for joining us. Happy Juneteenth. National, not national, but federal holiday. Hope you guys are observing that in the right way. And I hope that people go and look up and see what the true meaning of it is. And not just. Be like, yes, it's the Black Freedom Day, because that's nuts. But oh, I don't gotta go to work. That's true. We it is a great day off. But thank y'all. We'll catch up with y'all next week. All right. Thanks you guys for listening. And if you haven't already, please like and subscribe to our podcast. I am Destiny Johnson. I'm Larry Sampson. Thanks for joining us. And remember, we said that shit. And we meant that shit.